And I think we're live. Uh, hello. All right, chat. We get our eyes on you. Can you see us or what? Either they can't see us. Okay, they can't see us. Sweet. Chat, you're slow, man. Maybe there's just a ton of lag. Cool. So we're going to start talking smart people stuff in one minute. Gather up your buddy. I think I reversed the plurals on that, but you get the idea. Yes, Mr. First Name, Last Name. I am fat. Thank you. Or do you mean Daniel? Or do you mean us both? <laughs> Living on the computer isn't the best for fitness. All right. So we can go live. You ready, Daniel? Uh, you yeah. Give us a quick intro on who you are and what you do. Well, that happens when we're live, right? We're live. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So I'm Daniel Krawitz. And I am a founder of the Satoshi Nakamoto Institute website. And I also work as a software engineer at StashCrypto.com. All right. So you've, I hear, recently produced some videos regarding hard forks and forks in general. Yeah, I just uh, started my YouTube series. I, I only have one video on Bitcoin. And right. uh, I've, got, I've got some notes for my next one. So... Uh, well, stay tuned. Um, okay. I'm gonna. T well, for my first video, I talked about how um, you you how how forks are are pro investor. That that's what I think. And so investors should be happy when Bitcoin forks, because now they've got a choice that they can be directly involved in, which is good. Um, and right. a choice between you know, chains of Bitcoin is much better than Bitcoin versus an altcoin. So they should think uh, they should be bored with altcoins and happy with forks. That's right. what I think. Okay. So I'm going to attack that a lot. Is there any other stuff uh, you want to say before like the, the, uh, the disdain kicks in? Okay, well, so the other, the other thing that I said in this video is that uh, when I don't like it when the, the devs are above the investors. So I said Ethereum is like an extreme example where uh, like uh, Vitalik is like the god and the investors are like the worshipers. So right. I want to reverse that. So I said, if you're an investor in Bitcoin, you should think of yourself as being like Yahweh and the developers as the chosen people. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and I ended it where I said that if, if the, you know, what I think what's been happening recently is like this, people are building the Tower of Babel. So you should want to smash it, just like in the Bible. All right. Well, I disagree entirely with almost every single thing that you said, except for the part where you said that uh, Bitcoin forks are better than altcoins. They might be. So that part I might be okay with, but everything else I think is terribly wrong. So first, um, I, I'll let, I guess I'll just summarize uh, and then we'll dive down each one. We've measured the value of each uh, social class regarding developer versus investor and presupposed that they're separate. That's fine. I don't mind the presupposition. Uh, I guess I'll attack that one first. If the devs decide to push a malicious update that steals all your keys, I don't think much users would catch it in time. So I think the fact that users are able to use these systems at all is at the kindness of the devs. And I think that if devs wanted to start stealing coins left and right and become malicious instead of nice guys, there'd be a whole lot of these Bitcoin investors, which you wanted to refer to as 
deity-like uh, that would be out of cash because they don't have the technical expertise, nor time, nor inclination, or awareness to audit a wallet, nor audit it every time a patch is released. So from a security perspective, every user is at the mercy of the devs that he chooses. And furthermore, when you have a new fork, every new fork means a new client. And every new client means a new place that a malicious actor could steal your keys. Okay, so wait, again, a minute, wait a minute. I, I mean to disagree with what you said about every fork needs a new client. Because what I would like to happen is next time investors disagree about you know where they want Bitcoin to go, the developers should make a fork and support both. So there should be one client that supports both forks with one developer team. Then the investors choose. You don't, any, you don't need time, a different client for each fork. You do need a different client for each fork because the game theory that made people fork in the first place causes them to want you to use a different client as well because they want why, to maximize Why, 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 why? Well, just pure timing and or animosity. So why would someone that's ruining... So let me give you an example, right? So first I'll state that in an ideal world, maybe what you're describing could possibly happen, but we've never seen it in any other industry ever at all, ever, okay? Your peripherals that you use on your Apple device don't work on any other device on purpose. The peripherals that you use uh, for your car, right? The buttons and switches and rims and every single part in that car is made to be inoperable with other parts. Every okay, single- Okay, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. If Bitcoin forks, all of the investors automatically own both chains, right? Yeah. So, what? That has nothing to do with client software. Nothing. Well, it does because the investors want the the invest from the investor standpoint. There, there is not a a conflict here. Like Bitcoin Core and Bitcoin Cash are are basically, you know, two sides of the same coin. No. You know. They have nearly nothing in common. So I, I disagree from an investor perspective. Like if you if you are going to own both, you should you should want both of them to cooperate to you know to the extent that it's good for investors. I and, am and, but pro they should investor. also fight. They should also con have conflict to the extent that's good for investors. So they should be partly cooperative and partly in conflict. They shouldn't be entirely either because that's what's best for investors. Yeah. So that let's go, let's back up. Right. So do you agree that wallet software and the inability for users to audit it is a giant security risk for all users and that the system is actually trustful and you must trust your developers? Can we yes. agree that? Yes. Okay. So, and just even though we agree on that, so that the public agrees here, I will tell you that the Electron Cash wallet, which was a fork of the Electrum wallet in the Bitcoin ecosystem, overwrites your Electron install when you run it. That's malicious. Okay. So there's your fantasy of how things could be one day. And then there's the reality of how things work now. Right. And how things yes. work now is that this fork has stolen hash rate, made the network less secure. Okay, wait, I disagree with that. I, I disagree with that. No, I disagree with something. I don't think that Bitcoin is more secure if the hash rate is higher. Well, why do we bother hashing at all? Because why don't we just write it on a single it, laptop? The hash rate is for consensus. No. Yes. Not at all. It is. It is for avoiding. Double spends. No, it is not. It is not for that. It is for, it is, go on Wikipedia, go on mating signaling. The signals that cannot be faked are the signals that are most expensive. Well, I've written an article about this. Some deer have big antlers and some deer have little antlers, okay? Yes. So it doesn't, it, you don't always need the hash rate to be high. Lots of animals can survive with suboptimal signaling strategies. My point is that 
if you want to be able to trust a signal, it needs to be expensive. And the most expensive signals are purely wasteful. And yes. so pure no, waste. I, agree. I totally, totally agree with all that. Okay. So, I mean, you've made an extreme statement in that proof of work does not require work. That's your statement. No, no, that is not my statement. My statement is that Bitcoin, that it's not related to security. It's, it's about consensus. So I, I don't think it's better it, if the hash rate is higher. You're wrong. Okay. I mean, I could explain to you situations to try and get you to understand that you're wrong. Uh, you run the Bitcoin network on your laptop. You're the entirety of the hash rate. I decide that I want to start double spend attacking. I run a bigger laptop than you. Now I have the longer chain. Now you don't get to be the Bitcoin network anymore. Right. That's, that's obvious, right? Yeah, now, if the hash rate is lower, that just means there are fewer people trying to run a 51% attack. So I just described to you a situation where I could steal money and make the network useless by having more hash rate than you. Yeah, so that if, if you want to do that, right? then the hash rate goes up. The hash rate goes up if more people want to do a 51% attack. But if fewer people want to do a 51% attack, then the hash rate goes down. It just It just depends on... How many people are trying to do a 51% attack? That the reason we have the hash rate we have now has nothing to do with 51% attacks and everything to do with the financial block reward. Like everything, sorry, I missed what you said. Everything to do with what? Dude, I can't believe you're gaming during this interview. Less oh. gaming. I assure you that what I'm saying <laughs> okay. is hard enough. Sorry, yeah, uh, it's a good point. I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to Peggle. Okay. <laughs> I used to be addicted to games too. I made a YouTube video on it. You should check it out. Um, I described to you a situation where I can make the network stop being useful by having more hash rate and using it for evil. You then said that hash rate uh, is driven up by more people wanting to do 51% attacks. That does not mirror reality. The majority of the hash rate that exists currently is because the coins that are issued as a block reward have great financial value. Right. So th the reason we have so much hash rate isn't because people want to 51% attack. They very rarely occur. It's because people want the block reward. Yeah, but I mean, you know, from the perspective of somebody, you know, looking out in, in the network, like it's, it's mining is anonymous, right? Like, no, it is not anonymous. You can mine anonymously. I mean, not you can voluntarily reveal who you are. Not without great effort. You can network analyze where transactions are seen first. As long as you have enough honey pots and eyeballs on the network, you can tell where transactions are coming from and you can blueprint the language and type of bits that they're including with the transactions. And you can analyze the type of transaction ordering you're doing. You can analyze the amount of empty blocks that they're mining. It is a fantasy okay. that mining well, is. I, I don't think it makes sense to say that we, we you know, I don't think it, we can analyze things and say that we, we know why white people are doing things. Like from my perspective, the hash rate is a certain amount. You know? Well, I think that if you did some research, you'd find out that hash rates very linearly follow the value of what is being mined. And it's no, a very I agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree that that's, that's why they're doing it is because they want okay. the coins. So have but, we got you, know, you to I, understand that hash rate matters yet or should we stay on it? Hash rate matters. Okay. Okay, but it's not better if the hash rate is higher. Sometimes it's better if it's lower. Better for what? The environment or your financial security? Because those are your like options. It can't be good for both. If you want it to be good for your financial security, it needs to be very wasteful. If you want it to be not wasteful, it needs to be insecure. Those are your only options. Okay, but look, if we're let's go back to animals, okay? Mm-hmm. Like you can't like maliciously grow antlers. The, ho the whole point is to just have the biggest, right? So it's not like one deer is trying to perform a 51% attack and another one isn't. So let's, without getting too far into the weeds, my thesis is that hard forks are bad for the following reasons. One, they split developers across projects where work gets duplicated instead of more developers working on a single project where they could be assigned into different verticals. It's the replication of work. It is the reason that bounty systems are so terrible. A bounty system means eight idiots have to do the same bad job. And then the one that sucked the least gets chosen. Maybe if anyone decides to even engage in it, 
it's a much superior path to not do bounties and have an intelligent person choose a proven and effective counterparty and licensed, bonded. If they don't hit time uh, constraints, you move on. Or you could do it with a quorum. You could have two or three people, but not 10, right? So separating your developers across projects is bad. Creating uh, a Wix template website with one dev, maybe 1.25 devs, uh, stealing 30 to 40% of the hash rate from another project is terrible. It is the ability to remove half of the security from a network by having a Wix website and 1.25 devs is terrible. And it's worse than that, okay? Because that fork is stealing people's money. That fork is printing money for miners right now that are mining nearly empty blocks because there's no transactions occurring. And this is the reality that we're in. So you may have some cool theoretical points that maybe work out in cool theoretical land. But here in the real world where we are right now, the fork is causing a lot of harm. It's made the Bitcoin network less secure. It's caused developers and mind share to be wasted on a dead end project that is terrible, that linearly scales when to reach the globe, you need a much better scaling system like lightning, like tier two things. Bigger blocks will never work ever. It's, it's go read O notation on Wikipedia and understand how math scales. And I don't mean you, a dev, I mean everyone else in chat. So the end result is people had to run an insecure wallet that overwrote their code from a person they did not know to lose the anonymity of their coins by having to split them to protect them, uh, to lose the right to be rolled into a transaction first from having more days destroyed and having older coins, which would have received priority, depending on minor logic, but they used to, which, uh, so you've got an overwritten wallet, you've got loss of anonymity, you've got loss of coin age, you've got loss of developers, you've got loss of security through hash rate, you've got loss of brand awareness, and for what? What was achieved? What was achieved was some people stupid enough to buy that other coin gave their money to the people that were smart enough not to. And I don't think that that distribution has so much utility. Now you could say that maybe a fork of Bitcoin could be more secure than Ethereum. Yeah, I might buy that. But you know what else would be more secure than Ethereum? Keeping everyone in one ecosystem. And you know, if you want to do airdrops and you want to tie Bitcoin holdings to a new coin, you can do that the same way Byteball does with an Oracle and you just sign your transactions. You could do it by whatever way Lumens does. I guess I'll look at it before it expires on the 27th. Uh, there are ways to incentivize and uh, give investors in Bitcoin different plays and, and different experiments like side chains, like drive chains, like uh, altcoins with Oracles that don't involve killing security, killing anonymity, stealing devs, stealing branding, none of those things. So okay, well, may, may I respond to that? Yeah. Okay, well, let me give you another animal analogy. So some species of birds have more chicks than they can afford to raise. Mm -hmm. And then the chicks have to fight and one of them gets thrown out of the nest or more, a certain number, okay? Mm -hmm. yep. So that's wasteful, but that's what happens in nature. Yep. So that's that's what I like about forks. You're saying sometimes waste works. I, I'm yep. saying sometimes it's good to create conflict and to choose the victor and let the, uh, the loser die. Yeah, well, that's what we have on CoinMarketCap, right? That's like, there's a thousand altcoins, right? And then there's the no, legacy I, system. See, I don't like altcoins, I like forks. See, here's the problem with your analogy, right? You, you made an analogy re which requires separate entities to compete, right? So you have like a logic system in each bird and you've got like genetic patterning which makes them smaller, hungrier, louder. And there's competition at that level. But the competition that you've described in the fork level looks nothing like that because so many things are shared, right? So are you experimenting on proof of work? No, it's the same. Are you experimenting on wallet code? No, it's a fork. Are you experimenting on block timing? By accident, 
not on purpose. So what really was this experiment? You put a different logo on the coin and changed one parameter and made yeah, I don't think they should put a different logo on it. They should both both claim to be Bitcoin. Okay. So uh, how do you feel about replay attacks? I, I don't think that we should protect against replay attacks. I, I want things to be as close to being the same as possible so that it's as close it's like a controlled experiment. I don't think you understand how a controlled experiment works. Your control has to survive. You can't kill your control as part of your experiment. Your control has to Look, be unfucked. Okay, I made an the analogy. Literally no, it's means. not exactly like a controlled experiment. But there, there's... It you is do the a correct analogy. You did make the correct analogy. It just proves my point instead of yours. When you want to do an experiment to choose a victor, you need to leave the control the fuck alone. And in what you're promoting, you are not leaving the control alone. You are doing every single possible thing to fuck the control up so that you'll never know whether the other fork should have survived or not. So you, you were accurate. You did make a good analogy. It just supports my point, which I hope will become your point. The competition can be had. Fair competition can be had. And it will look nothing like what you have recently seen. Okay, it's pure it, loss okay, for everyone wait, involved. Wait, wait, describe what fair competition would look like. You build your own project with your own devs and your own brand. You get your own mind share from the world. You set your own prices. You bring innovation to the table. You do something better, unique, faster, smarter, stronger, and preferably 10 times better somewhere so that people care to waste their time learning about it because there's friction, right? Most businesses don't work, not because you can't make profit on a sale, but because you can't afford the friction of bringing a new client in. Most genetic algorithms don't work in trading, not because genetic algorithms aren't smart and couldn't figure it out, but because you run out of energy and money to fund them. And they run out of money before they ever break even, just like fusion. You can get energy out of fusion. It just happens to be a lot less than you put in. So your idea of competition is fabulous, but in the real world with real overhead, it is unattainable because the energy that would take to generate an accurate experiment exceeds whatever value you could get out of the experiment. Larger blocks might work, and they will never pay off as well uh, as the costs that have been incurred, unless you're stealing from the idiots that invest in anything. And I'm not sure that's, I mean, if you want to do that, get drive chains and ERC-20 tokens on Bitcoin, and then you can have the People give away money to stuff they shouldn't. It's better, like, you are literally supporting something that is stolen brand awareness, lost people's, uh, overwritten people's private keys, was an unsecure wallet, lost coin age, lost coin priority, uh, is currently a broken network that is oscillating through way too many blocks and way too few blocks, inflating and giving all the money to the miners. That is what you support. And that is all fucking terrible. And the only thing that you have on the good side is that I like competition okay, and I like well, experiments. Well, I like those minute. things too, but you need to do <laughs> wait them. A minute. We don't have to agree on things. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, you know, you're, you're saying that all of these, you know, there are a lot of costs incurred. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that there are less costly ways for the, uh, for the developers to, to, to pay attention to what the investors want, you know, but I, I just don't think that, that that has been happening. Well, why would it happen? Like, I, I don't understand why you think the developers care so much about what investors want. I mean, they're not even getting paid by the, the investors. Why would they give a shit? Okay, they're well, literally if, not getting if, paid by these people you're talking about. So, I mean, why would they care? I don't okay, care. Well, let's say a, let's say a developer is wedded to a particular chain, which is not logically necessary. I think that they should, you know, work work on whichever whichever one is the most valuable. But let's say they're wedded to a particular chain, and they they do something that the investors don't like, then the other chain becomes more valuable, so their chain becomes less relevant. That's not how developers work. Developers. Uh, they the smart ones that have freedom to do what they want they like to work on interesting things 
And a developer is not going to shift from the interesting thing he's dedicated a couple years of his life to, to something that pays slightly better, which he doesn't like. It's not going to happen and it shouldn't happen. And the people that you're describing as investors, they're not investing in the developer. They're investing in some token that that developer may or may not hold. I'll give you an example. There's a guy named Vlad, Vlad Zamfir. He's an Ethereum researcher. He's researching uh, proof of stake, sharding, right? They want to stop burning electricity. They want to get scale. Those are the two things that they think will do that. And uh, he holds barely any Ethereum. So do you see him like jumping to coins that have gone up in market cap because it'd be more profitable for him to do it? No, oh, no, it's not about got... profit. It's about, well, you know, that the ones who are, who are like the person you talked about, they, they will become less influential, you know, if they do something that the investors don't like. I don't you know, think that's the case staying, at all. They're staying, in, in my example, this, this developer is staying working on a chain that becomes less valuable. Give right? me a single example of a single developer that gave up on a stupid idea and, and went to the more profitable idea. Like, no, it's not about profit. It's, it's about influence. It's, okay, it, well, tell me the developer that did that. Well, I, I don't like, know. I think you're Why? just dreaming all this stuff, dude. Right. Like, there's an ecosystem no, is, with no, very few... All, yeah. There's very few crypto devs, and we know what they're doing, and they're not doing what you're telling me that they should be. They're not. So, like, you're, you're once again, like, if you would spend less time, like, thinking about what should happen and spend more time measuring what is happening, you come up with much cooler ideas. Because what is happening is really cool. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. And none of what is happening in any way represents the models that you're generating. Your models are wildly inaccurate. Wildly. So, I mean, let's, let's choose a single thing. Let's choose a single point where we want to make something good happen. All right? I would like to see the Bitcoin network be the largest network for liquidity for the following reasons. In currencies, the one with the largest liquidity oftentimes has the largest utility. Can we agree with that yes, point? Yes, definitely. Excellent. And would you agree that it is easier to create liquidity from a finite group of people that are willing to invest in a single cryptocurrency instead of eight ticker symbols? We've got finite investor money. We've got eight ticker symbols. Wouldn't we have much more money if we combine that onto a single ticker instead of having eight? Oh yeah, no, I think altcoins are all ridiculous. I, you know, I, I think that's okay. all basically wasted. Excellent. So we agree that it's a liquidity war in currency. We agree that it's easier to get larger liquidity if you've only got to pump one currency liquidity up instead of multiples. All right. So yeah. I'll tell you why I think Bitcoin's the right one. And then I guess you could tell everyone else why you think it is. It has the highest hash rate. It's using equipment that is only useful for mining Bitcoin. So you can't resell it after an attack to reduce the purchase price of an attack. It has the largest developer community. It has existed for the largest period of time. It has the most advanced and intelligent developers. It has the longest uptime. We're talking about the guy who basically made proof of work popular, Adam Back. The guy who invented the term smart contract, Nick Zabo, uh, and they're funded to the degree where it's basically like a 10-year system where they never have to be profitable. They can do whatever they want without being profitable because Reed Hoffman and some guys were nice enough to drop a lot of money on them in Bitcoin and cash, and they're bonded with Bitcoin so that they receive Bitcoin, and as long as they're employed, it goes and waits for them so that they care about the value. So we've got the best devs, the best ecosystem, the best security, the most press, the most news, the most regulatory uh, goodness being written around Bitcoin, right? Ledger X, CFTC, uh, all these things point to this currency. And you look at the other currencies, what do you have? No adoption, no wallets, uh, huge security surface, networks are down all the time. That's why I love Bitcoin. Why do you like Bitcoin? Okay, well, let's talk about the definition of Bitcoin now. Because from my perspective, you know, we had we had Bitcoin before. There was one chain, then it split, okay? Okay? So it's like you know, before we had cat and now there's like tiger and lion, okay? 
So Bit Bitcoin is is both of them. Okay, I, I don't think it makes sense to just say I, I, arbitrarily say that one of them is Bitcoin. Well, I can because I can they both have the same history. In a second, I'll just I'll crush that for you real quick. So you're making an assumption, which is wildly wrong, that the blockchain is what matters. It is not what matters. Okay, you can take your copy of the blockchain and make a million copies of it and print it and spread it all over the world and you'll find out it has no utility on its own whatsoever the blockchain itself is only given value by the people who allow it to have value through building exchanges for it running the very specific client that speaks to the very specific network that they have chosen and tested and put the faith in the developers of and put the faith in the miners of so the reason blockchains and Bitcoin has any value at all has nearly nothing to do with the blockchain itself and everything to do with the social consensus, the shelling point that this is the cryptocurrency that we've chosen. This is what I'm willing to sacrifice my hours and my money for. The no, real I totally agree with all that. Agree, agree, agree. Okay. So when you create a fork, that fork has none of those things that has utility. All of the things that actually matter, it starts with none of those. It gets a new I, ticker I, I really symbol. I disagree. I think it starts price. with the most important thing. It starts it with the not. same the same network of owners. It does okay? not. It doesn't doesn't have the same exchanges. So you're right. There are some things it doesn't have. But I think it starts with it the most start important with the same thing. network of owners. Because if it did, more people would have dumped. The vast majority of people that were quote given these things have never seen them, accessed them heard of them, and thus it is unfair to consider that a form of ownership when a person sitting on a boat enjoying his Bitcoin earnings has never even listened to the news that, hey, you know, some guy decided that uh, now you own some other stuff, whether you wanted to or not. So, you know, you need to like start hopping your feet and skipping and jumping so that Daniel's like game theory fantasy can come true. It's not the case. You can't okay, just say listen. a person like, okay, what if I told you before the show, I gave you something that you didn't, you didn't get told about? Do you really yeah. own it? No, no, no. Listen, no, the vast majority of people shouldn't care about what's happening now. Like most, most people do not have the level of commitment or interest in Bitcoin. Most investors shouldn't care. And what I like about forks is they don't have to care. So if there's a fork, they, they still own their Bitcoins, whichever one wins. They don't even have to think about it. That, that is also not the case. You've described a very select of, you, you have described a very select subset of nice forks that has no reason for having that restriction at all. That fork oh, could yeah. have forked out Satoshi's coins. That fork could have forked out coins that weren't being used. That fork could have introduced demurrage and reduced the value of the currency. Like yeah. what you're saying you should stop saying like there's no and by the way this how much more harmful do you need a fork to be before you realize it sucks what? i mean this oh, fork oh, is bad listen I guess you're waiting for the b2x fork to be I, I want the next the next time bitcoin forks i want it to be a lot nicer but i'm i'm happy that any fork happened okay well but, but yeah, then I you agree. have to choose one of the two statements you can't say you want it to be nicer and that you don't want replay tax or that you do want replay tax you can't have both because replay attacks aren't nice. Why aren't they nice? Because you're taking my speech, which I'm broadcasting to the network of my choice and copying it against my will to create financial problems for me. Fuck that. We have in the normal world laws against you copying my speech for your benefit, right? And that's what happens when you take my transaction and replay it on a fucking network I didn't want it played on and make it hard for me to not replay that. To give an example, let's say you're eating in a restaurant and some guy walks up to you and listens to your conversation and starts yelling what you say across the other side of the restaurant. And this pisses off everyone else in the restaurant. That's what a replay attack is. And I'll tell you the truth, I don't know why people that support replay attacks don't get more shit from the community for being basically evil to push their idea of what should be technically correct. Okay, you well, want to make me... a new technically correct altcoin? Go airdrop it to the holders, and you don't need to touch the original thing. Okay, so can I respond to that? Sure. So for my, you know, remember when I said that most most Bitcoin holders 
shouldn't shouldn't have to care about what's happening now. So from my perspective, it, it, it seems good that if they make a transaction that it should just automatically show up on both networks because that keeps things more even. Like if yeah, I want to split the coins, that should be man. something that, like that should be made another to. assumption that doesn't make any sense in reality. Your confirmation can get like go through on one side and never go through on the other side. And yeah. now what? Well, so in the real world, like everything in the real world, like crushes all of your theories. But like, I don't know why you don't care. Like, all you have to do is like take your models that you're generating, which seem cool, and then actually like run one or two tests in your head and go, oh, it doesn't have to be a clean fork. Oh, the transactions won't go through. Oh, you know, look at this lap. Like, oh, you wait, have wait, oh, in that's, front of you. Wait, there's something really here that you said that I have to respond to because you were talking about how like the fork could. Uh, introduce demiurge or something, right? So I would Why say not? that if they did that, that fork would lose value very rapidly. You know, so well, apparently nice not, forks will for, stay valuable longer. Right now is printing a block reward every minute instead of every 10 minutes, and they don't seem to be having a problem. They've got one single dev who's a dickhead. They don't seem to be having a problem. So you're making another assumption that the market can tell the difference between a technically good coin and a technically bad coin. You yourself are already aware that they cannot because of your position on altcoins. So like you believe in competition because you believe that investors will choose the better thing and then will get better stuff. But reality doesn't show that to be the case. Enron did quite well as an evil, horrible company that made the world a worse place and investors didn't do anything about it. Volkswagen was polluting the shit out of the environment. What were investors doing about that? So the concept that you're like appeals to making the world a better place technically are to rely on idiots that don't know anything technical is stupid and has no root in reality. Investors by and large do not make good technical decisions, nor will they ever. Okay, well, so I want a world where dumb investors lose money as quickly as possible. And the way that you do that is by giving them options. I think forks the, are a better option than altcoins. I I believe that a fork that was non-contentious or uh, you know didn't try to destroy the original thing and just created like a, a small form of uh, dividend or something along those lines is probably better than an altcoin. Maybe. Right? But that's only because altcoins suck so bad. Uh, what was the what was the topic right before this? Investors being bad at choosing good tactical things, right? And then, fuck, I missed it. There was a good point in there. So, in your world, where better? Oh, so you say it's better if stupid investors lose money quicker. And once again, I will introduce you to like how things actually work. Right, the thing that actually works is regulation and prevention of problems instead of huge problems happening and then being able to go to a court and say, oh, but look, my contract, okay? It's better to not pollute the environment than to wait until the environment is polluted and then wait for someone to report it and then wait for everyone to do their due diligence and, and, and subpoena deuces tecum and then get a court date and then get a delay and then get a delay. And then after the environment's real good and fucked up, you say, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. You're going to have to give us some money. That's bad. Okay. So retribution and courts and redress are a very, very, very poor answer to unregulated environments. And an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so this concept that we should try all the things and let a bunch of people lose the shit out of their money on a bunch of stupid technical ideas, because in your fantasy libertarian world, that's a better way to do things has no root in reality. And the only places where that actually works are ones with infinite energy. That does work in evolution because the sun produces so much energy and it works exactly nowhere else. So in a fantasy world where you didn't care about humans' feelings, you didn't care about people losing their life savings, and you didn't care about devs throwing their lives away, and you didn't care about people jumping out of windows because their investment went to zero or worse, right? If you didn't care about any of those things, and there was infinite free money or free energy, you could do all the experiments you want. But that's not the world we live in. The world we live in is one with a lot of restrictions and a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and not that many people and really not that many places to gather the energy, right? 
we've got a lot of restrictions. And so let's use the ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure and not grind up people like meat into investment grinding machines because you maybe possibly could get a 10% more effective network. Maybe it doesn't work. Okay. Well, I don't, you know, let, let's not get into politics. I'll just let you say all of that and you know, whatever. Um, okay. So give me an example of a like, system that has been evolutionarily evolved, which is kicked ass because all you're describing is evolution. That's all yeah. you're describing. Okay. So you let, let me, me know other than actual physical entities that use the sun for energy. You tell me where evolution has worked. Other, other than when people use the, or yeah, where has evolution worked, you're describing, you want to evolve cryptocurrencies and you want a bunch of them to get killed and you want a bunch of investors to lose money and you want to give the smart investors, the stupid people's money. And you want to like treat people as non-humans and watch them just get wasted for some technical benefit. So I'm curious where else you've seen evolution work in a non-infinite energy system. It doesn't work in the stock market. Okay. It doesn't so, work look, anywhere. Earth is not an infinite energy system. I mean, there is a, a, I mean, there is a limited amount of energy that comes from the sun to the earth in a given amount of time. That's, I mean, it's not an infinite energy system. Do you want me to back off the statement infinite and just say lots and lots of energy? I'll do it if you well, want. I mean, I think that but it's a weak well, point, right? Okay. Let's, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to the handicap principle here. So I don't think that there's a difference between lots of energy and little amounts of energy because, you know, the, the deer will grow antlers that are just big enough to take up all the energy. That, That's so not I, what deer have antlers for. First of all, it's a bad analogy because they have in part for social signaling and part for actually fighting. So yeah. let's not use deer antlers. Colorful bird feathers at least aren't used for fighting, oh, right? Sure. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I like those too. Okay. So, uh, do you, well, let's, let's, can I, can I respond to your yeah. point about, you know, theory and, and reality? Yes. Okay. So what I say that I'm doing is I, I want to make the world more like my theory. I'm, I'm not saying that my theory <laughs> describes reality. I'm saying that I'm imposing my theory on reality. Okay. How's that going? How's reality going responding great. to this, uh, to this effort? It's, it's going great. All right. Um, I'm very happy with how it's going. <laughs> so if, so let's, let's do a, let's do a test. Let's run a test on your theory. Um, I'll just say so far, my points have been hard forks are terrible. They're a real cost. Prevention is better than cure. Evolution doesn't work most places because the overhead and the friction is too high and the cost is too high compared to the benefit that can be gained. Uh, people are, their emotions and existences should matter and they shouldn't, even if you could crush up a bunch of people into 10% technical value, you shouldn't. Uh, so let's, those are my statements. Let, let's see if we take your statement, your belief, okay. Uh, is your belief, uh, executed look identical to what has occurred with Bcash? Well, no. Okay, so what is the difference between what Bcash did and your model of what you would like to see? Okay, well, what I would like to see is I would like to see the developers creating forks and supporting... Who are the developers? Which, until, which developers do you mean? Oh, I don't want to specify which ones. It, whichever ones are, are the, the ones, you know, making the software. Which software? Like, I need specificity out of you, right? We're trying to test whether your model works or not. And I gave you a recent example that we're aware of, of something that seems identical to what you would like. And then you said it, it wasn't accurate. And then I'm asking what the differences are. Oh, okay. So, look, so this is like level, level zero, what's happening now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So level one would be, okay, let's, okay, we'll, we'll take Bitcoin core. Okay. Level one is, they say the investors are in, in conflict about something. So we will create a fork and we'll, we'll let them invest between them and we'll support both until one is, you know, made basically valueless. So that's a more cooperative way okay. of accomplishing can I, can I the same right kind of thing. Sorry. You pause you right there. Okay. Can you list and, me a cryptocurrency that ever became valueless? 
I'm, I just mean small enough value that I don't care about it anymore. Right. But can you list a cryptocurrency that has small enough value that you don't care about it anymore? Oh, okay. Let's see. Well, well that I've doesn't got, happen. Uh, Cryptocurrencies stay as appendages and they never go away. And they hold a shitload of value, especially when they shouldn't. So an externality that you're not accounting for is that these forks don't die. They stay. And you would know that if you looked at the history of forks. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, and that is an overhead, and that is a cost, and it does suck. So, let's see. Uh, market so you would have to describe to me a metric by which you would force these terrible failed experiments to actually go ahead and fail. Because so, I don't see so, it happening. So Bitcoin's market cap is about uh, $82 because I'm adding Bitcoin Core and Bitcoin Cash together to get that number. And so, let's see. Now, you, if we go down to number 12, BitConnect. You realize that you can't just add those together, right? Because people have traded amongst and into one and not the other. Like, as soon as that metric may have been useful in the 0.01 second before they were actually traded on market. But now that they have been traded on market, many, many people external to the system have purchased one and not the other. Right. So you can't just like add them together. No, I, I think that that's a good way of doing it. Okay, um, so I could just so, create ten more forks, and then you'll just keep creating them, and then Bitcoin, by your bad accounting, will be the most valuable. It will exceed the value of Earth, basically, right? Because oh, you're double no, counting stuff over and over and over again. Well, I, what I think will happen is that if you know, if let's say there's there's just one chain. And that's Bitcoin. That splits that the sum of the values of the forks should be equal, roughly, roughly, to the total value before. I mean, you're, I don't think that they'll just gain new value forever. I think that okay. there's a total market cap, and they'll fight for that. So, so I think it will be easier to show you that you're making an accounting mistake by double counting the same thing in two columns. Wait, wait, wait. I still need to answer you your question side. from before. I'm still answering okay. your question. Okay. So I went down to number 12 and it says BitConnect mm -hmm. and that is less than 1 billion in market cap. So that's really tiny. That's about 1% of the number that I said before, 82 billion. Mm -hmm. So that's small enough that I don't care about it. You shouldn't care so much about what a cryptocurrency's market cap number says because it has no basis in reality. First of all, the BCC coin that you've pointed to, part of the reason that it has such a high value is because of this fork, which you supported. Because when they started out, they didn't know whether to call it BCC or BCH. And a lot of stupid people accidentally bought the BCC, which you've just referenced. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it cool. Is. Okay. It wouldn't be funny if, uh, if you bought it, though. Know what I mean? Right. So, like, you yeah. didn't. You just did what I'm trying to tell you that you should do, which is look at what really happened, and then you realize your model was wrong. You said forks were good, but a lot of people just accidentally bought the wrong thing and got <laughs> fucked. Well, forks no, aren't I'm, good. I'm imposing my model on reality. It's not, you know, you don't I'm get that without a I, lot more pull than you currently have. Like you could write yeah. some code, make some YouTube videos currently and maybe deploy whatever funds you have for some maybe hiring of devs and maybe advertising. But you're going to find out that until you like work your way up the food chain, you're not going to be able to execute your will in the world. It just doesn't oh, happen. Oh, I don't want to execute my will. I just want other investors to imitate me. Okay. Well, tell me what that would look like for fun. Uh, like, if we, okay. just, can we do a spot check real quick, though? Was there anything that you thought before this conversation that you may have changed your mind on so far, just so we can keep tally? Okay, let's see. Yeah, no, you definitely made a lot of good points. I'm, I may Thanks. just have to review. I'm, I, I'll get back to you on it, because I can't okay. remember everything that's happened in the conversation so far. All right. So what, what would you like to see? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize what I think your intentions are. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, there was also something else that I didn't quite okay. finish. So I said level one is the devs support both forks, right? Mm -hmm. Level two, that's what I would really like to see is 
there is a futures market for forks and we don't actually make new forks there's just a futures market and when so one of them introduce counterparties into the trustless crypto system by having so a futures counterparty right once once we can predict that a fork is going to have a high enough value then that's just what what we do see that's level two why don't we just uh, make everyone act honest all the time and, and treat treat others as they want to be treated and then you know this will all just work itself out that makes huh? you right why, why don't we just make everyone moral and ethical and they can figure it out on their own like what I'm saying is like you can't you can't make like grandiose plans and ideas and ignore implementation it's stupid it's navel gazing it's like it's fan fiction for reality like when you make these statements that that aren't well researched and, and can't be implemented in reality and get caught up in edge cases and people get blown out on and you know like you're you're doing more harm than you're doing good like there is a chance that some of the things you've described might work somewhere maybe but the likelihood is so infinitesimally small whereas the larger likelihood is that people do the dumb brute implementation that you described that they kind of understand and lose a lot of money like, yeah what's so like you should probably back off on extremist suggestions until you have evidence that they're more good than harmful i mean that's the reason doctors have hippocrates oath that thou shalt do no harm because way back when doctors are doing a lot of stupid shit, and it's a lot safer to be minimally evasive when you don't know what you're doing which i would state due to the earliness of this industry and your you know, measurement of reality, I don't think you are qualified to make these suggestions. I don't think you have pointed to places where your theories have worked in other industries. I don't think you've pointed to places where these theories work in software or finance. Uh, you've suggested for futures markets, which is a counterparty, which is the opposite of what we're trying to do. I mean, the only thing that I can think of that you're saying that has value is the intention. And that is that competition is good I think I've heard you say that fair and honest competition is good, which is funny because most of your other suggestions would, if executed, be unfair. Um, so I believe in competition. I believe in the free market, but so many people forget what free means. Free means restricted. Free means restricted. Free means you're free to act fairly. You're free to play fairly, and you're free to get fined and eliminated from the market when you do something that is unethical or unfair. So many libertarians do not understand what a free market is. Okay, okay. can I respond to that? Because I don't think fairness has any objective meaning in, you know, in, in the outside world. Like, fairness means something when we're in, like, a family or when we're in, like, a kindergarten class and there's, like, a teacher, you know, and they're little, little kids. But outside of that, I don't. I don't believe there is any. There is objective thing called well, fairness. You need only look to the real world, and you will find it. For humans are not the only creatures which have evolved into the game theory strategy of fairness. It is the reason okay. that other animals don't eat their kin or competitors on site. The behavior is rare. No, I, no, I know about that. Yeah. So, like, you may not understand that fairness exists and that it's very common and it's more common than not but when you start to look around you'll find out it is like if you take your dog to the dog park your dog's very likely to survive well how does that happen you've got a chihuahua and people are walking their german shepherds why doesn't a german shepherd for giggles kill on sight because the game theory evolved that shit out and the dogs that did that didn't get bred right okay why, why do you call that fairness why not what else would you call it well, I would say that. What do you call it when you if, don't? Do I would say that, that, you that could people benefit. I, I would say that there's benefit from living in society, right? There's no. benefits from having a peaceful society, right? And people would want to form one. Okay, so let's find a word that's not fairness because you don't like that word. Is there any word that describes social game theory that you think is okay? And what uh, would that word be? Social game theory? Yeah. People speak, they interact the habits of interaction have titles so like happy is associated with smiling and laughter and so when i say happy you think human smiling and laughing right so like since you don't think fairness exists 
maybe there's some other word that you do think exists. Is there an emotion? Okay, no, or like that's a, really good. I really like it when people say things like that. I say that same kind of thing to people all the time. Like, like what is your word for the thing that I'm talking about? I think that's great. All right. Uh, cool. But okay, so so let me say, I you know, I think that there should be standards. I just don't okay. think that there should be a central authority that imposes them on people. Okay. So yeah, so okay, I agree. There well, should be kind standards. of is already as, as long as as long as we disagree about who is, you know, imposing the standards and how. So we can't escape from a central enforcement authority because heredity exists. So fairness and human behavior is to some degree already hard-coded into us at birth, and then we have variations on it. And sometimes a variation is sociopathy. Sometimes a variation is psychopathy. And sometimes the variation is, uh, you know, humor, right? But the general overriding, like, underlying software is already there. And we don't need someone externally to enforce it upon us because it is enforced internally at birth by accident forever. Human yeah, beings will you know, elect great. leaders. Yeah, no, I totally agree to with all that. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, like, uh, wait, wait, but what did you mean about humor? What were you talking about with humor? Well, some, you know, you, you don't have to be born just a psychopath or a crazy person. A lot of people get born on the other side and they got great traits loving, caring, honest you know, yeah. courageous. So you, it's not all bad luck. There's mostly good luck. So I didn't want to, you know, let everyone think that at birth, you're just going to get bad luck. Oh, you mean like some people are too. just funnier than others. That's what you meant. Yes, for sure. For yeah. sure. People, and that's how the game works. That's what evolution is. We're going to throw a lot of shit at the wall and we're going to see what sticks. So, you know, you get a little bit of everything. Guys like girls, girls like guys, guys that like guy girls, nullas. Google it. Don't Google it, actually. So, uh, you know, my, my point is, so here's my advice. I think your models, if you, I, I think you did not generate them from a place of research. I think you thought they were cool ideas. If you looked at what worked in finance, you might be able to find something that worked and export it here with certainty that it might work because it worked there. If you looked at software projects and you saw something that worked there, you might be able to export it to here because this is a software project as well. So a financial project paradigm, a software project paradigm, cross-pollinating those ideas into this ecosystem may be effective. I don't think you will find a high hit rate of success coming up with your own ideas from left field that upon analysis appear to just be Darwinism without any respect for the costs or overhead or emotions involved. So oh, I, I'm not okay. impressed well, I, by your Darwinistic. Can I, can I respond to that? Sure. Okay. Well, I don't know what the correct amount of costs are. Okay. So you're saying what's happening now is way too costly. I'm saying, I don't know, but there is some amount of, of waste that is the correct amount. Okay. Yep. So I want to find what the correct amount is. So maybe you're right in saying that there is too much waste now. Okay, well, I, I I'm not agreeing, but I'm not disagreeing either. Yeah. So you could, but I want to find the correct to see more. If you wanted to see more experimentation, then you could help interoperability between chains with atomic cross swaps, and you could help multi-currency wallets. Those are things you could personally do that would make competition more fair, more honest, would have a real effect in the real world, right? Would reduce the friction. If you really want to see chains compete, work on atomic cross-chain swaps, work on multi-currency wallets, and uh, you know some of the core things that uh, can be standardized, like uh, you know the creation of addresses. A lot of people just use Bitcoin's address creation system for their altcoins because it works great. You know, standardize as many things as you can. So if you yeah. want to see competition, those are my three suggestions for seeing it happen. And I don't see a lot of drawback to any of this. Those oh, no, those are great ideas. No, right. no, I love those ideas. I can't talk about what I'm working on right now. So I can't tell you that, you know, what I'm doing is, uh, you know, fantastic. But it's, you know, my, my we're, we're going to, um, you know, but but I, I am working on things. It's, it's just that, well, I mean, you know, this 
any secret now. I'll tell, I, will, I will tell you what I know about the projects that I've seen publicly. I know OT has a hosted go start your own financial business with a federated system software. You could do whatever financial cramp you want with it. And I would imagine you guys are building plugins that would allow you to hold whatever currency you wish using Ricardian contracts and such. You don't need to confirm or deny, but that's my guess based on the, you know, talks that I've seen from people associated with oh, that project. Oh, yeah, yeah, everything, just read the Open Transactions white paper. That's all public. Yeah, that's all yeah. what we're working on. Yeah, and I love that stuff, and I think it's great. And uh, I can't wait to have more startups in the ecosystem that have a turnkey, trusted, open source, federated solution for trust and financial privacy. I, I think it's great. I wish you guys the absolute best. Okay, well, thank you. So, uh, I don't know. You guys want to take some questions from chat? Hey, chat. There's 244 of you guys. Let's see if you got anything smart to say. I love that I don't get rate limited when I'm running my own chat. Yay. All right, 244 chatters. Smart questions, go. We'll give them a minute in case there's lag. Why do I care about people's investments? Well, when you let people invest in stupid things, you've starved the good things, good things you could have benefited from. So it's not just a net loss for them. It's a net loss for everyone. Uh, when do I turn into a vampire? About an hour from now. Uh, <laughs> when are you doing the thing with Roger? I don't know. I could look at my email and he could want to do it now. Um, he was sleeping so many hours ago. He might be up now. I'll check it out. Gatorade red or Gatorade green. Why would you drink sugar water? Stop. Just drink normal water. Uh, predictions on the two X hard fork drama and more podcasts. Proof of work, proof of stake, proof of work. When proof of stake does work, someone will publish a paper, I'll read it, and then we could model it in, in the real world and tell if it really works. Scrolling down here. How dumb do you have to be to buy the wrong coin? I don't know, dude. I bet I check uh, what you've bought, and there's probably some wrong coins in there, man. It's really hard. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm in the space. I'm a thought leader, and uh, there's coins I don't know anything about because... Oh my God! Okay, now come on. At least I'm not a thought leader. Why not? <laughs> you're why saying so that I'm a thought leader. And you're calling yourself a thought leader. Yeah, but why not? <laughs> I have unique, interesting ideas that I generated and publicized on my own. That's like by I the only definition. want independent thinkers. Okay, I am an me. independent thinker, and I only want Same. other independent. Never. If anybody's watching, never use me as a thought leader, and don't trust anybody who calls themselves a thought leader. I'm a thought leader, bro. What else? What else okay, for fun, what the hell else is a guy that just says smart stuff publicly? Like, what is that? A philosopher? Wouldn't that sound more stupid? Like, find a better, less, uh, you know, outlandish term. Like, I think thought leader is better than philosopher. That that means that the other people are thought followers. Well, I'm okay. that too. My, my, okay, my term would be independent thinker. I'm going to take the brand, dude. If no one else wants it, if no one else wants to be accused of being a thought leader, that's fine. I'm all right with it. I think it's cool because I'm a leader and I think, I don't know. I'm all right with it, man. All right, we're scrolling down. Damn, this people in chat curse so much. My God. And I curse more than anyone. Hmm. <laughs> the chat is mean as hell, dude. I actually saved this. It's so mean. Okay. Scrolling down. Exchanges Lightning Network Hubs. Yeah, obviously. Why wouldn't you want faster instant transactions without ever having to go into the chain and more secure and more anonymous and quicker and cheaper? Duh. Yeah, so you're going to have exchanges as uh, Lightning Hubs. Smart question. Could you enforce win-win prisoner's dilemma rules? 
should be worth more than a four. Oh God, General Byzantine, you've asked a question which takes too much thought. We can address this later. We don't have a guest interviewed. Who pays you? Or are you paid at the beginning? I don't know what that means. Uh, damn, chat, you're actually asking questions now. What's stopping miners from forking to the real legacy Bitcoin by rejecting SegWit? They're, they're doing that. They're already switching back and forth. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> do you believe that miners chain jumping will harm an, enough BCH to bring the price down under 50 bucks and push it off the news and markets? Probably not. Um, crypto coins just don't die no matter what. So I, I doubt that you're going to see BCH drop uh, too far below do doggy coin. Like, why, why would BCH be cheaper than Doggy Coin or Dogecoin? So, unfortunately, uh, it's an appendage, right? It's something that's left over that doesn't, it's like legs on whales. Google it. <laughs> whales have legs. You're like, whoa, why, why do they have those? They're just really tiny. So, most people don't notice them. Uh, why aren't the candles lit? Because they tilted backwards and the wax will drop on the floor. And I don't feel like fixing it. So, they point up. And I don't feel like replacing the midstream. And I don't feel like being hot. Good question, though. And on down the list. Seems a bit hypocritical to B-rate poker in the way you did, given the current state of crypto. Yeah, except poker's going to change man's relationship with government how? It's not, right? But crypto could make it so that you have to raise taxes for wars instead of just printing money. So we're going to have less war because people don't like taxes, right? So poker's not getting any of that done, nor is it enhancing privacy, nor is it enhancing security, nor is it building new computer science. You're going to whine. You're going to cry. You're going to say, oh, but we're training AIs. Yeah, you're training them to play poker, and the data really isn't exportable. Um, when it becomes exportable, you let me know. I'm sure I'm sure you're really checking it in between hands. Let's go down here. Just here for the bronies. Will we see ICOs on Bitcoin? Yes, you will. Civic accepted Bitcoin for their ICO. And you know, if people choose to use parts of Bitcoin to operate parts of their ICOs, uh, great. I mean, I prefer it here in the more secure system than the less secure system. Given that forks are inevitable in social consensus, what does a good one look like? One with replay protection and a reason for existing. And the more reason, the better. It needs to bring something extra to the table. Anonymity, liquidity, some type of mimetic sales pitch, uh, you know, just, just, hey, the blocks that weren't truly full, now they're really, really, truly not full. That's not a good fork particularly when it's run by a single dev that did nothing for the main project and is just getting a start now, retarded. Um, and if I'm wrong and he ever did something for the main project, I'll be more than happy to back right off of that statement, but I'm unaware of such things. Okay, well, hey, I, I got to go. I mean, yep. if we don't have hey. any good questions, yeah, I, I need I'm to get going. The questions but anyway, good. Bro, it was this, a good talk. This was a great conversation, and I'll get... When I right. read it again, I'll get back to you on whatever you, whatever you might have changed my to mind on. To tell you the truth, man, if you stay building what you're working on, it's probably better than any learning you'll do here. So building software oh, okay. that, that works okay. is more important than anything. But if you're bored and you're addicted to games, this is a good game to be addicted to. <laughs> okay. Really well, to I'll talk to you later. Talk to you, man. Bye. Bye.